You are listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since I made the last one, and a lot has happened since then. We have a lot to get into this episode. MLB playoffs, we're in the middle of the division series as I speak. Uh, NFL storylines, we just had Monday Night Football. Uh, the 49ers beat the beat the Browns. Uh, let's see what else here. NBA's China issue and Daryl Morey's tweet. Uh, California passed the pay-to-play act. That'll start in 2023, and then Florida has their own version of that, and so does Florida, uh, not Florida, uh, so does New York, I mean, and uh, Robert De Niro, that story that we, we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe, where he's suing his former assistant for watching a bunch of Netflix and stuff like that, uh, there's an update on that story, so we'll get into that as well, uh, so yeah, thanks for joining me, guys. Um, so we'll get started in the MLB uh, postseason stories. Uh, so I guess since we last been on, we had the wild card coming up. Uh, the first wild card game, we had the A's and the Rays. I I picked the A's and the Rays moved on. And then in the NL, I went with the Brewers just because you know they lose uh, Christian Yelich and they were playing really well that last month and and clinched a, a playoff berth. So I, I was picking them over the Nationals. Nationals ended up winning, so I was 0 for 2 there. Uh, so right now in the National League, you got the the Nationals and the Dodgers are tied at 2-2, uh, which which would be crazy if if the Nationals they get redemption against the Dodgers. They beat the Dodgers. They don't have Bryce Harper anymore. He's obviously in Philadelphia. How funny though is it that uh, that Bryce Harper he leaves, goes to Philly, and then the Nationals make the playoffs. They're in the NLDS and one game away from advancing. Uh, to face off against either the Cardinals or the Braves, uh, that that'd be special. But I mean, with the Dodgers, you know they're they're just such a talented team. And then every time in the playoffs, this always happens. You know they they have bullpen issues. Their starters aren't as as good as they are uh, during the regular season. Uh, they start not getting as many hits as they should be. But I, I expect them to win this 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 series this, they should be winning this next game and then they i think i i believe i had them losing in the nlcs against the braves um which the braves look good as well but they're right now in their series are tied 2-2 with the cardinals who have been a good story so far this year um so that one one game away from moving on uh but i think in 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 the nlcs i, th- I still think it'll be the braves and the dodgers and then the, i have the braves moving on to the world series and then in the AL, uh, you have the Rays. They're down 2-1 to the Astros. Um, we talked about that three-headed monster that the Astros have now with Garrett Cole, uh, Verlander, and Granky. Granky got he got rocked the other day. And then you have, uh, well, they're playing now, I believe. or Yeah, it's the top of the first right now. Um, and uh, Not Granky. Uh, Verlander is going to be on the mound. Verlander has been great, though. And so is Garrett Cole. And they're they're offensively they're just so deep, uh, but I mean Tampa Bay, it's pretty amazing that they that they even made it this far with their payroll, how little they're paying their guys, and and you know considering where they've been in the last few years or so, uh, so they're down two one, but I expect uh, the Astros to to make it to the ALCS, and then the other the other series that's already over, the first team to make it to the uh, CS is the is the Yankees. They swept the the Twins, and I believe I had the Twins beating the Yankees, but uh, Yankees took care of business and swept in 3-0, so now they advance to the ALCS, and they'll most likely face off against the Astros, which will be a great, 
great series, but I was still, I'm going to go with those Astros, uh, mostly because of the pitching, and they, they just have all the pieces. They've done it before, and I think they're actually better than the team that had, that won previously, so um, I'll have the, uh, the Astros advancing and playing against the Braves in the World Series, which would be a great matchup there, um, so I'll be looking forward to that. And then on to NFL news. Yesterday, 49ers uh, beat the Browns Monday night, 31-3, I believe. So they're one of two undefeated teams, 49ers. Then you have the Patriots as well. And, you know, I everyone wants to say the 49ers are for real now. As a Bay Area sports fan, I I will say I I think it's still too early to jump on that. But if you are saying that they are for real, then that means you think the Browns are still for real. I still believe in the Browns. I, I I picked them to win that division at 10 games. I still think they could win those 10 games. Expected some, you know, some uh, some bumps in the road in the beginning because uh, Freddie Kitchens is going to be the first time. This is his first time having head coach job, so there was going to be a transition there. Then I but they're force feeding Odell Beckham the ball, which they shouldn't do because uh, it's just predictable they need to they need to really start with the run game with Nick Chubb who's great they got to get him some more carries they got to get other people involved and the offensive line is just terrible um, so they got to start there up front uh, but I, I still think they'll win the division because their division I mean the Ravens look good early on but now they're kind of hit and miss there the Bengals are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL uh, the Steelers lost Big Ben and they have Mason Rudolph and they've they're just they're, they're spiraling out of control. They only have one win. So I think it's either the Browns or the Ravens, and and I think it'll be the Browns. Uh, I still think the Ravens will 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 get that wild card spot, though. Uh, but as far as the Niners, I think it's still too early to, to say that they're for real, but that defense is for real, though. That defensive line, it's finally paid off. Drafting defensive linemen in the first round for like the last seven years, it's finally paid off. And, you know, it, it always brings me back to those – those Jim Harbaugh coach teams, those defenses, and the difference between that team and then those Seattle defenses is Seattle had kind of that nasty attitude to them. You know, they, they didn't care what anybody thought about them. They just wanted to get get out there and hit the quarterback, talk that shit, you know, and that's what the, I think that's what that 49ers team during that, that era was missing. You know, they had Navarro Bowman. He wasn't really a vocal guy. Neither was Patrick Willis. He was like a lead-by-example guy. They had Frank Gore. They had different guys, you know, throughout that team who weren't really vocal or anything like that, you know. Um, so they didn't really have that extra bravado. It was only like Jim Harbaugh was that was that for them. But I feel like you have to have somebody on your team who's just like, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be about that, and we're gonna we're gonna show up on Sunday, and we're just gonna get in your face, you know. And I think this 49ers team, I think they have that what they didn't have on those Harbaugh teams. You know, they got Richard Sherman, and Sherman's always gonna talk that talk. Uh, Bosa was talking, talking some smack after the game about Baker Mayfield, and so I think they have the right, they have the right people on defense to just get kind of nasty, get in people's faces, and and um, keep the games close. Offensively, is that's where my my questions are. Is you know, is because Jimmy G still he still hasn't had that many starts, so just wanting to see that consistency on offense. I think they got to get George Kittle. Uh, more involved in the offense. He had a good game yesterday. Finally had a touchdown and and you know some good yardage and receptions. And he, he has to get some more targets. Uh, they don't have a big name receiver besides Kittle, who's a tight end. 
uh, but they have just a bunch of young guys who are who are physical and, and quick, and I think and so far that has worked out for them. Uh, they have a really strong running game, which has also helped. So, I mean, to be a, a successful team, all you need is a, a solid defense and a good running game, and you can you can win a division that way. So for me, it's still too early because I've seen this story happen a lot with the 49ers. They start off well and then they don't go anywhere. Uh, but that division, NFC West, is going to be really competitive because uh, the Seahawks are looking really good too. Uh, Russell Wilson's playing like an MVP. Uh, the Rams are kind of making some adjustments with Todd Gurley. Uh, you know, not 100%. Obviously, there's something there, and they're trying to cover it up. And they're relying too much on, on Jared Goff. And their defense, they're not getting as many stops. You know, the the, uh, the Buccaneers, they scored, was it 55 points? On that Rams defense, uh, the Rams defense that held the Patriots in the Super Bowl to 13 points. Uh, so I think they're struggling across the board, struggling to make adjustments on defense and then offense without the running game, relying too much on Jared Goff. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. But so far, you know, the NFC West has been one of the most exciting uh, divisions, I think, along with the NFC North. And, I mean, the Packers, the NFC North, they're – their offense hasn't really come together as much as you'd like it to see with an Aaron Rodgers-led offense, uh, but their defense has been great, and their running game has been great as well. Uh, but their defense, they can't really stop the run, uh, which has been a struggle. But they're still leading the division at 4-1. and one. I think the Lions are a lot better than people have, have given them credit for at 2-1-1. One one. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been playing pretty well. Uh, their defense is, is, has improved. Uh, Chicago has been down to 3-2, but they still have been down. Um their defense has kind of been hit and miss, really. I mean, they just lost to Oakland, um, who's a pretty interesting team. But uh, Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think he's the guy. He's just—he still looks like he's—he's being—he's he, having the offense simplified for him, and he's just—he's overthrowing people. He's underthrowing. He's just missing. He's not as accurate as he was last year. And their running game isn't what it should be you know Tariq Cohen is just a receiver now doesn't get any carries and they have David Montgomery but they got I think they got to get him more involved uh Minnesota has a Kirk Cousins problem he has a 86 million dollars guaranteed and he's not playing like it he was called out by Adam Thielen uh, his receiver in the media saying you know they got to give him the ball stuff like that uh Stephon Diggs reportedly wanted to trade uh you know he missed some practice that was non-injury related uh, but I think it's Kirk Cousins you know they have a good defense they have a great running game Dalvin Cook has had a great year like I thought he would uh, coming back from those injuries that he had uh, but Kirk Cousins he was never that that guy you know he never had those intangibles that you need he's a stats guy for sure like he'll get you numbers but he's just he's not going to put you over the top and that's Minnesota was a couple years they were just a quarter a quarterback away but they basically have a more expensive Case Keenum you know, they spent all that money, went out and got them, uh, Cousins. And, and, I mean, they're still 3-2, and two, but they're in that division, it's very competitive. They're still last in that division. But, the, you know, they have they have some issues there. And it's, his name's Kirk Cousins. That's a, that's a main, major issue there. Uh, the Saints in the NFC South, since Drew Brees went down, Teddy Bridgewater has looked great. Uh, the Saints are sitting at 4-1. and one, And this is a great job by Sean Payton. Uh, starting with the running game and you know making using Teddy Bridgewater's skill set to their advantage 
making them a pretty explosive offense. And so they're sitting at, uh, on top of the, the division there at 4-1. and one. You have Carolina 3-2. and two. Christian McCaffrey, if they make the playoffs, Christian McCaffrey's the MVP. He's just been out of, this, out of his mind. And he's 1-2, maybe three top three for sure running back. But I think the best running back conversation always changes week to week for me. It's like it's always sometimes it's Zeke. I guess Saquon's injured right now, but some at some point it was it was Saquon. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey is right there. He's just always putting ridiculous numbers up, and so is Alvin Kamara. Uh, so I mean, Carolina they have Kyle Allen playing right now, starting quarterback, but they're still at three and two. Uh, Tampa Bay they've been really off and on offensively. I mean, like we said, they scored a uh, fifty-five on the Rams. Uh, Jameis Winston has improved under uh, Bruce Arians, and the Falcons one and four. Like we said, like I said last couple episodes, that when when Drew Brees went down, this is the time for the Falcons to really, you know, turn it on and and uh, really make some progress there. Because also Cam Newton's out, you know, he hasn't been playing for Carolina, and Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay, so really Atlanta should be sitting on top of this division, but. Defensively, they're not getting stops. Dan Quinn's a defensive coach, and their defense is, is bad. And offensively, like Matt Ryan, he does not look like what he used to look like. And, you know, they need to get their running game isn't what it used to be. They're, they're struggling there in the passing. They're just a mess. And Dan Quinn is probably the next coach to get fired after uh, Jay Gruden, who uh, was just let go the other day at – woke up like at 6 a.m. and it said that he was fired. Uh, so I guess he was fired at 9 a.m. But they're sitting at 0-5. And, and they just, they got to, I don't know who wants that job because the Redskins are just always a mess. They just, they don't have anything ever. And it starts up top. It's Dan Snyder. It's it's management, ownership, it's everything. It, that team is just bad all the time. But now they just have no, they have no excuse. But they should just start Dwayne Haskins. Just get it over with. You're, you look at the Giants, who are two and three. They've started Daniel Jones. They're already they're starting this new chapter now. Um, so I don't know who wants that Redskins job, but they're just that's a mess. But as far as the Giants go, you know, the, Saquon he's out. He might be coming back within the next week or two. But you know, then they have some weapons there with Sterling Shepard and and Daniel Jones has he's he's looked okay. He's had he had that first good game against Tampa, and then other games he he threw his interceptions and made some mistakes that a, a young quarterback's going to make but you know it's all uphill from here you know they were just as bad if not worse with Eli back there so you know them starting Daniel Jones is just a look to the future uh, Cowboys are three and two you know they started off hot and then uh, lost to the Saints and then lost to the Packers Dak Prescott hasn't looked as sharp as he did early on uh, Zeke is still kind of trying to find his footing there uh, but I think I think Jerry Jones not giving him uh, Dak Prescott a new contract is it's gonna pay out. Maybe he'll save some money there because he was he was playing out of his mind the first few games, and I was like, there's no way they're gonna sign him to a contract now because they're gonna have to pay him like 35 million or whatever the hell he wants. But the fact that they're waiting a little longer, they're gonna you know let the season set in and he'll have some bad games here and there, and then maybe they franchise tag him or maybe they just wait and just kind of wait until after the season see where they're at, see how far that they go in the playoffs, right? Uh, but they're there at three and two. They're tied with the the Eagles for the division lead, who are at three and two as well. Eagles, their running game is finally coming together. I think with Jordan Howard, uh, they have all those weapons offensively that are pretty deep at receiver. I think, 
and also defense too. They're 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 probably one of the deepest teams in the NFL. Uh, but you know the the question is always Carson Wentz's health and where, where how he's gonna be perceived in the locker room, I guess, because there's always reports about there being issues there with him and Nick Foles and and who they wanted to start. Um, so so yeah, they're sitting there at three and two, and I I still think Dallas is gonna win that division, and then and then the the Eagles are gonna get that get that wild card spot there. And then you look in the AFC, AFC West, uh, KC, Kansas City is at four and one. Patrick Mahomes is—he's just amazing. I know the last couple games he's only had uh, one touchdown pass, but I mean he—he he needs some help on defense. If I'm, if I'm Kansas City's general manager, I am, I'm offering like three first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey. They need, they need someone like that on defense. They have Frank Clark; he's been a nice piece, but they need a good corner on defense because they're people are scoring some points on them and they need some they need to be able to stop some people that's what happened in the playoffs against uh, new england they they couldn't get a stop so if they got jalen ramsey i think that would address their needs uh but offensively they're great they're going to put up numbers every time but they just need to be able to stop some people the raiders are sitting at three and two they've been looking really well really good uh they've been playing well uh the running game is great josh jacobs uh, the rookie out of Alabama has been playing well, um, and their defense has been a lot better actually. And, and they they beat uh, the Bears. Khalil Mack couldn't do anything. Chargers struggling at two and three. Uh, Melvin Gordon's back, but he's, he hasn't really been doing much. Denver's at one and four. Denver's another another mess. Uh, Joe Flacco's clearly not the answer. Uh, so I think they got to move on from him. Just kind of decide what they're doing there. Like their only bright spot on their on their team is I mean Von Miller doesn't even have a sack. Uh, Philip Lindsay has been good. Uh, Bradley Chubb, he tore his ACL, so he's out for the rest of the year. AFC South, this this division is just a mess. You have Houston at three and two, who should run away with the division, like I said, because Andrew Luck retired, Nick Foles is injured, and then the Titans are the Titans. But there's always something wrong with Houston. They're always either injured or just you know something's always going on. They can't protect Deshaun Watson, but they're still sitting there at three and two. Indianapolis is at three and two as well. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has been filling in nicely for Andrew Luck. I, I hope I hope the the Colts win the division though. They seem like a galvanized team. Like hey guys, you know people are doubting us. We're, we're not picked to do anything. So let's let's come together and let's shock some people. So I feel like they're they're really coming together and they have that chemistry. And I think they might come out on top in that division now. Uh, Jacksonville sitting at two and three. Uh, Gardner Minshew is just amazing. He you could tell he has that. He has that confidence in his ability. He was an undrafted uh, rookie out of Washington State and Eastern Carolina, uh, but yeah, they're they're playing pretty well too. I mean, you can't expect much out of him because I mean he's a young quarterback and and uh, Jacksonville has had their had their struggles, especially defensively. And the Jalen Ramsey situation like that has to get cleared up. It doesn't seem to be a, a distraction for them, but they just got to get that figured out. Uh, the Titans are still the Titans. The two and three. Marcus Mariota is just some games. He looks like okay, yeah, let's let's sign him to a long term deal. And then another game is just like all right, let's just let him walk because we it, there's no difference between between him and maybe Ryan Tannehill. There's I, I think it's the same if if they put him or or Tannehill in. And AFC North, we talked about that. Uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. It's just kind of 
It's either it's going to be either Baltimore or Cleveland, I guess. Uh, Baltimore is leaning at two and uh, three and two, and then Cleveland's at two and three. Uh, but that division, I uh, thought it'd be a little stronger, I guess, with the injury to Ben Roethlisberger, uh, kind of made uh, the Steelers just kind of lose control there with Mason Rudolph, and then Bengals probably going maybe two and fourteen. I don't know. Then the AFC East, uh, Patriots obviously five and zero, but their their schedule has been really easy. It doesn't pick up until until their seventh game. Buffalo has been a, a really nice story. Sitting at four and one, Josh Allen, he's the real deal. He's he's been really really good. Uh, didn't their only losses against the Patriots, uh, but their defense might have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Patriots have good defense too. They've been getting a lot of turnovers and a lot of uh, touchdowns too. Uh, Jets are at zero four. Uh, Sam Darnold wasn't back from mono. They have all kinds of issues also, but I mean the season's already done for them because of all the injuries, and then uh, Sam Darnold getting mono. And Dolphins trying to go for that for number one overall pick, um, and they're own for as well. So, uh, so that's kind of an update on on how we're doing in the NFL and uh, just every team, every team's outlook. So I want to get into this uh, California's bill for the the pay for play act that allows college students to make money off their likeness uh if you if you'll remember i don't know if you remember ed bannon he played for ucla and then he he started the class action lawsuit against the ncaa and then uh, in that video game uh, because he showed up on ncaa basketball uh so it was just class action so then they got rid of the games and because it was like licensing and all that and people making money off of their likeness and then the players not getting any money so this would be like if they there was a game created, these players would get money off of that because they're using their likeness, right? So this bill, which got passed um, in California, doesn't start till 2023. And like I said in the past episodes, I think this is great for recruitment, specifically the Pac-12. You got USC, UCLA, Stanford, Cal, all these all these different universities. I mean, even the ones that aren't in the Pac-12. They can get, they can get student athletes who are also who are also interested in making money, right? And this can help the branding of these universities that have been losing out to the SEC in the last few years because all the recruits are going to SEC uh, for football, and then you got ACC for basketball. So, like the Western schools are kind of struggling with that. I I, I mean, there's some that are that are benefiting and doing well. But I think I think this is more about recruiting than it is about, oh hey, these students should get paid. And I think it's kind of masked as like, hey, we're we're out here trying to help students get money and stuff like that. But you know, obviously the NCAA is against this. They're scared because this 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 bill, like I said before, it's gonna it's gonna cause other states to do the same thing. And a couple states have already done the same thing. And this can destroy the NCAA, and the NCAA is scared. They don't want this to happen because then they're losing out on these students. They won't have the control over these students like they have that like they've had in the past. You have Florida; they came out with their own, which which will allow students to profit, right? And this one, this one, if it gets passed, it goes in effect next year, twenty twenty. So this is immediate. Florida's like, hey, we want to keep our 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 recruits because florida has great recruits they're like hey we want to keep ours in state just like california's trying to do but california's theirs don't doesn't it won't get past it doesn't come into effect at least into 2023 
even though it just got passed. So they have to wait a while to see the benefits of that bill. Like maybe like a few years after it's actually passed to see what kind of recruits that they get. But Florida, immediately, they'll see results immediately from that. And then New York has theirs too. Theirs was a little different. Theirs was like, hey, we should pay we should pay everyone like minimum wage. There's a little different than like the likeness. So I think you're going to see like different types of bills from different states because I think South Carolina had one too. Uh, but they're all going to be kind of different. The wording is going to be different and the payouts and different things that they could do are going to be different, right? But what, what they what they all need to do, I think, is kind of agree on something like, hey, let's level the playing field. But then this is going to just be a free-for-all. So they're trying to make uh, certain bills more enticing for student athletes so so they could say hey i'll go to california or hey i'll go to florida because this bill's better right i don't think it'll really affect the dukes or the the alabamas or clemson or anything like that because uh, i mean they're already paying their players right because <laughs> there's always there's always a scandal someone's already getting money so once these bills get passed and then boosters are involved there'll be a lot more moving parts I was listening, I forgot who I was listening to, but they said, I think it was Larry Scott, the uh, the commissioner, there could be some movement with the Pac-12 and other conferences. They could break away, start their own league, and kind of agree, all the ADs kind of agree to paying players a certain amount, but then you, you lose, you're out of the umbrella of the NCAA, so then you have to recruit other schools and then create your own league so i don't know how that that sounds like a, a a risky move i don't know if they would do that unless they had a a, a huge backing or something but i, I honestly don't see that happening i just kind of see this will definitely change the ncaa for the for foreseeable future once everything gets passed and and kind of figured out from there uh but i mean it'll be interesting to see what the ncaa's response is what kind of response that they have towards these bills in these certain states because they won't have any regulation or any rules on that. They won't, they won't be able to enforce anything once that happens. Okay. So I want to get into this Robert De Niro situation. If you remember, uh, his, his former executive assistant, he sued her because, uh, she was what she was apparently, she was binge watching a bunch of Netflix shows and stuff. Uh, so he, had that lawsuit, and then now he's being countersued by this former employee for gender discrimination and fostering an abusive working environment for women, and it's a it's a $12 million lawsuit. And uh, the former employee, her name was uh, Chase Robinson. And so De Niro, apparently he used sexist language calling female employees uh, cunts and bitches and referred to Robinson, who was the executive assistant at the time, as his office wife. Rob De Niro is someone who has uh, clung to old moors. The lawsuit reads, he does not accept the idea that men should treat women as equals. He does not care that gender discrimination in the workplace violates the law. Miss Robinson is a casualty of this attitude. And so the the first lawsuit that De Niro and his company had filed was six million dollars in August, and it was it included the embezzling and then the binge watching, and that she spent a bunch of money on. Uh, it was like what was it the the frequent flyer miles, and uh, that she would use the credit card and stuff to go uh, to a bunch of restaurants and shopping and stuff like that. Um, 
in her suit, Robinson says she was underpaid compared to male colleagues and given female duties like housework. And then De Niro allegedly joked Robinson about his Viagra prescription, asked her to imagine him on the toilet, and suggested she could not she could get pregnant using sperm from a married male coworker. That is just like okay, first my first question on that part is did he ask her like, hey, why don't you why don't, you know what, Chase, why don't you take the rest of the day and I want you to just imagine me sitting on the toilet taking a shit of him saying that. That doesn't even make any sense. Um and I guess maybe she was single and that's why he suggested that she could get pregnant using someone else's sperm which is totally not okay and just just creepy um so then it said that in april she submitted her resignation and had her attorney tell de niro's team that she was contemplating a lawsuit that would address de niro's gender discrimination and wage violations in response he took out uh a page out of the bill o'reilly playbook that says uh before miss robinson could sue de niro retaliated uh, Robinson says her former employer's lawsuit with with lies, apparently, and and now, you know, when you Google her and stuff, she comes up, she comes off as she's lazy and stuff like that. So this is something that's going to, it should blow up in Robert De Niro's face if, if those allegations are true. I'm not sure which side to believe. I, I want to hear, like, I want to hear from both of them, like, in an interview or something, like, get them on 60 Minutes. I want to get this figured out, get to the bottom of this. See who's in the wrong, and see what's true or not true, uh, just to get a better idea of that. So this next story, uh, NBA starting in a couple weeks. Everyone's excited. I'm excited. NBA is great, great global sport. We always talk about that global sport, right? Uh, you have global iconic players. You have LeBron, he's a, he's an icon, right? In China, people love him. Overseas, people love him here. Steph Curry, internationally known, right? Uh, I mean, Kobe doesn't play anymore, but he's still a strong figure in China, all across the world, in Europe. People are all about Kobe. People about are all about Kobe here, too. Uh, so, you know, and then there's these brands, these shoe brands, um, you have Clay Thompson, he's with Anta, and then you have uh, CJ McCollum, he's with uh, Lee Ning, and so is so is uh, Dwayne Wade, and then I think Rajon Rondo's out there too. So you have different athletes who have who are part of these companies, these Chinese companies, right? So NBA is global, and I always said that the NBA is gonna is gonna be bigger than the NFL in the future. Because of the violent nature of the NFL and all their issues that they have with domestic violence and and stuff like that, and and I, I don't think there's a lot of growth for the sport. There's not a lot of popularity for the sport outside of the United States. Maybe Mexico, um, you see that they play in 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 London and stuff like that. But I don't think there'd be a viable situation where there would be a team move to those those countries, right? But as far as the NBA, there can be a, a European a European team in the future. You know, the NBA, they're making this push for international play and, and there's getting, they're getting a lot of players internationally and there's a lot of popularity internationally with the NBA. So that's why I felt like it was going to was gonna be bigger than the NFL because the NFL, they have a ceiling, right? The NBA is just going up from here. 
you know, they have their fan bases here and then they have them internationally. So, so going, going from that, you have Daryl Morey, who's the Rockets general manager. So Hong Kong and China, they've had these issues. They have, they have had protesters in Hong Kong recently. You saw those videos where people were at the mall or at the, at the train station and um, you have police officers in riot gear. Those people are fighting for China to become a democracy, right? But we have to be careful into what we what we talk about this. I don't live there. I'm I know a little bit about the situation, but I can't go into deep into detail. I don't know. I don't know the pulse of the nation and to, just to to see how people feel about it, right? Anyway. So Daryl Morey tweeted out that he supports he he expressed support for the the pro democracy protesters in Hong Kong, and that set off a firestorm in China. So far, so the the Houston Rockets just to take you back historically with with China and and the Houston Rockets. China loves the Houston Rockets, and Yao Ming had a lot to do with that. Yao Ming is a star in China; people love him. And he really brought that Houston Rockets brand to the international spotlight. And so they got a lot of followers there. I mean, and this with a lot of players too. That's why every summer after the NBA season's over, Steph Curry goes to China, Clay goes to China. You get different players going to China, embracing their brands that they have there. They go to all these events and stuff because the China market is huge. There's a lot of people there. There's so many people there. The population is crazy there. And people buy the shoes. They love the culture of the NBA that we have here, right? And so they love it so much so that China's like, hey, man, NBA is awesome. We're going to televise your stuff here. We're going to set up some preseason games here. People love the Rockets. Let's get the Rockets here. Let's get all this stuff here, right? After this tweet, China's like, hey, we're canceling these games. So they're not going to even show those games on TV anymore, right? So they sponsors have left media outlets have turned against the nba they invest billions of dollars into the nba the nba is huge there that's why people like to go to the rockets because you can you can build your brand internationally and so daryl morey he deleted those he deleted that tweet obviously nba came out and said hey this, this doesn't represent what the nba feels about this um the rockets owner the new owner what's his name for tita or something like that she said hey this no way reflects the opinion of the rockets or or the uh the nba at all right but then and then they said that they weren't going to file fire uh daryl morey and here's my issue with this is that the nba has to decide what kind of league it is and i thought the nba already made that decision they wanted to be the the league who stands up for social injustices and they they fight racism and they let the players be the players. They can they can talk about whatever they want. They could talk about these social issues and really bring light to it. They've they've done that. They've they've supported protests. I mean, you had Adam Silver. He came out with the Donald Sterling move. He banned him for the rest of the for the rest of his life. He can't go to the game anymore. Uh, he he made him sell the team, right? He did that, so that was the right thing to do in that situation. Uh, you had the Warriors owner who pushed uh, Kyle Lowry in the NBA Finals. He was banned. They took care of him. They fined him. They did that. They did all the right things there. So they've done things that have been 
the right thing to do, right? But this is where this situation is different because this affects your bottom line more than anything. Here in the United States, the NBA knows who who's going to watch their games. They know what the demographic of their fans are. The demographic of the fans are they're more left-leaning, right, in most cases. They know that they're different from the NFL. They know that they like that the player the people who watch these players they like that they have their own political opinions they like hearing from Popovich talk about Trump they like hearing from Kerr they like this stuff right they're still cuz they're still watching it they're still involved it's a players league let let them talk about what they want to talk about right they even have like in the All-Star game you have the winner they get to donate to a charity that they care about or something like that so it's really been based off of that but this is different because this is a situation like okay we I guess we get you know that, that maybe they should have a democracy but we don't we don't live there we don't know the situation we get you know cuz we have democracy so we think everyone should have one let them do their own thing you know we we can only control and really listen to what we're doing here because we live here right but over there it's a it's a whole different territory. They got different customs and they have different things going on, different rules and everything else is different there. So why would why would we come out and say, "Hey, this is not okay for us to 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 come out and and, and speak out against this stuff, right?" Because it's an international issue. It's not an American issue. So my point is Adam Silver should just try to he has to walk a fine line right because he doesn't want because his the bottom line of the nba it's already being affected by this because there's there's sponsors that are are are, they're bowing out they're canceling games they're not going to televise the games yao ming is furious about this and he he runs he's like president of the cba over there or something and a lot of the chinese fans are upset about this because someone here spoke out against something that we, we don't know the situation very well, right? And now Adam Silver is trying to clean this up, make some certain statements to try to try to make everybody happy, which isn't going to happen, right? So the NBA needs to decide if if it's all about the money or if it's all about human rights and and being a player's league and stuff because... I mean, if you go, LeBron has been asked about it. Maybe Steph Curry, like other players, have been asked about it, and people are saying no comment. They're deciding not to to talk to speak on it. Steve Kerr was asked about it. He he didn't say anything about it because it's affecting. It's going to affect their bottom lines. No one. I would not. Uh, if I was in the NBA, I would not say anything about this because I know part of my money. Is coming from part of my money from endorsements and stuff is coming from the Chinese market, and me saying that will affect my wallet, whether or not I believe certain things. That's just the smart thing to do is not to say anything, because it's not your issue. It's an international China issue. It's not something that happened in L.A. or happening in Texas or something where you can speak out on it, Daryl Morey. You can't because you represent the Houston Rockets and the NBA. And now everything is getting messed up because of your tweet. So if I'm the Rockets owner, I'm firing Daryl Morey today. I get what we're saying. People are people will probably be upset saying, hey, 
this is an American league and it, we shouldn't worry about what they're thinking in China, you know, cause we're in America and you should be able to say what you want, but okay. Yeah. Say what you want. Don't affect the money, man. And don't talk about something that you don't even, you don't even live in the country. So why are you going to even talk about it? Just, just leave it, let it be. Okay. But so th- I think this shows the NBA is more about the money and they're just pretending to be like this this progressive league where the players could do what they want and police themselves. Because, I mean, with Adam Silver, he made the obvious decision when it came to um, Donald Sterling. You have you have audio recordings of Donald Sterling saying racist things. So what's the, what's the first thing that you think of? Oh, hey, he's being racist. Let's ban him from the league that has mostly African-American players in it. Boom, there you go. I'm good at my job. It was a, it was a great move, obviously, but it was it was th- like what else are you going to do? Obviously you're going to do that. So right here, this is different because it's it's it, it's an international thing and we're tr- the NBA everyone knows, all the owners know that the NBA is trying to grow internationally and that's the only way that they're going to beat the NFL, right? And that they're gonna they're gonna progress as a league, and and they're gonna get all these different sponsorships and these TV deals and more money that way, and that's how it's been working. So for them, this issue needs to go away fast. And I think if they want to please China or the United States, because if you if you fire Daryl Morey, you're doing that for China, right? But then if you leave him there, you're doing that for the U.S. So. I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if China would be satisfied with suspending him. Excuse me, suspending him for this season, and then like let him come back or something. I don't know. But they need to figure out what they're gonna do, and they need to figure it out fast. Because I, I guarantee you, Nike and Adidas, they're telling their their client base, they're telling their athletes, hey, don't say anything about this, because China and China has been has been a huge market for adidas and nike shoes forever you know kobe he sells so many shoes out there jordan sells a lot of shoes out there they all sell shoes out there so i mean what was that famous quote that jordan says he's like i don't say anything about republicans or i don't get political because because uh, republicans buy shoes too well guess what china buys shoes too everyone internationally buys shoes too so it's just stay out of other people's business other countries issues like that if you if you still want the money to come in, but if you want to be the league who stands up for equal rights and all this stuff, then you need to come out and say, "Hey, we support Daryl Morey and his comments, and don't be wishy washy. Take a stand. Either either fire Daryl Morey and say, "Hey, I'm, we're about the money," or keep him on and say, "Hey, China, we support Daryl Morey. Do what you will with that information, but you need to make a decision because fans in America are are going to be upset." one way or the other and the opposite side of that is chinese fans are going to be upset so now you have an issue on your hands and this is different than than the nfl with the colin kaepernick issue the colin kaepernick issue that was an american issue that got politicized right and the nfl knows they know their fan base it, it their fan base is pretty mixed but the majority of their fan base are people who didn't like the kaepernick situation they didn't like him kneeling and stuff like that so the nfl didn't take a particular stance on it they're just like hey you know he does his thing or whatever and they ended up losing a lot of fans because it was being televised a lot right 
But why is it that whether whatever you believe in that situation, whether he was right or wrong, whatever you believe, doesn't matter. But why do you think he still doesn't have a, a, a job in the NFL? It's because it affects their bottom line. And that's what the NFL did is that they're like, hey, if we – and also the word distraction always comes up. If we sign him, we know there's going to be a media frenzy and it's going to be a distraction and we might also lose some people. It might affect our bottom line. So that that's that risk if you signed him, right? And the same thing with this. There's a risk. If you fire Daryl Morey, you might see some some issues uh, with the, the American fans. People might protest. I don't know. But if you say, hey, we stand with him, like we're going to – we support him, whatever, then China's mad. Then you're going to lose more money that way. So they have to make a decision. And we'll see, we'll see what they do with that. But it's yeah, they got they're skating a fine line, and this is this is a huge issue that should be talked about because it's the market in China is it's so big there. And uh, if if you live in China, I know I have some listeners in China, which I really appreciate. You're listening to to me. I'm all the way on the other side of the world. I'm in I'm in Oregon, and you're listening to my show, and I appreciate it. But I want to hear from you guys if. I want to hear the pulse of the, of a nation over there. I want to hear what your thoughts are on this issue. Because there's a lot of Yao Ming's upset. China's upset they're they're not going to televise these games. They're bowing out with sponsorships. So, if you're in China and you're listening, I want to hear from you. Um, you can email me a question. I like to interview you actually. You could be you could be on the show. I want to interview you. I want to I want to see what your I hear what your thoughts are on the situation. You can send me an email. That's d.sandoval553 at gmail.com. That's d.sandoval553 at gmail.com. You can send me a text. My phone number is 956-587-1248. I want to hear from you and you can um, we can I can possibly interview you and we can go from there. Just want to hear what your thoughts are on this. You can remain anonymous. That makes you feel better. We can we can do it the right way. Uh, but that's my episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Tell all your friends about it. And, um, yeah, we'll be back in a week or two, and we'll go from there. Thank you.